grab your cup of tea and let's do this. Hey guys, I'm Jay. And I'm B. And welcome to Illuminati. Your one-stop shop for closely conspiracy theories, true crime, and urban legends. Begging time. If you like our podcast, please don't forget to follow or subscribe to us. And please don't forget to leave us a review on Podchaser. Okay, now back to the episode. My nose is blocked so I can barely talk today. So, yeah, if, you, if my voice just sounds really weird, it's because... Uh, I got a bit of a dust challenge. Yeah. Okay. So, the topic for today is the case of the Eastar woman, which is one of the most mysterious cold cases of all times. Sounds interesting. And let me tell you, during the research of this case, I legit like just stopped what I was doing, stared at the wall, and just banged my head against it like, multiple times. So I need to be prepared for a concussion after this, along with this blocked nose. That or you know, really heavy eye rolls. That can work as well. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm gonna stick with eye roll. Yeah, you gotta roll them all the way in the back once you hear some of the things in this case. Okay. Okay. So I'm yeah, let's I hope so. Let's get into it. Okay. So on November 29th, 1970, in the East Dalen Valley near Bergen, Norway, a family on a Sunday hike discovered the body of a woman wedged between large rocks. One of the first people on the scene, and the last one living, a police lawyer, Carl Halva Oz, remembers the first thing they noticed was the very strong scent of burnt flesh. Why he knows what burnt flesh oh. smells like, I don't know. Uh, maybe because he roasts chicken or something? Does the, do they smell the same? Like, does human flesh <laughs> burnt chicken smell the same? Okay, so now that we've ruined barbecue for everybody, move on. Oh, let's move on. <laughs> so, the body was severely burnt and the arms were in boxer position in the air, which is common in burnt bodies. Now, okay. while the front of the Makes body, sense. yeah, the front of the body, including her face, was burnt beyond recognition, the backside was bizarrely not burnt at all okay so like she did not move yeah she did not but move. she was weak burnt yeah and she was That's burnt weird. so bad they couldn't recognize it was burnt it was toast practically at being burnt alive if because she was at the boxer position so she was alive wow, we're ruining everything okay. for everybody i mean barbecue not toast <laughs> well when she was in the boxer position so she was alive yeah. so and being burnt alive is considered to be the most painful oh, I know. thing in the world oh. she did not move she did not move 
avocado getting goosebumps on your hand right now yeah so the woman was believed to be about 5 feet and 4.5 inches tall aged between 25 and 30 years old and the police officers were unable to tell how long she had been there or when she died that's how crisp the body was that bad yeah. So items okay. recovered from the body and the scene included jewelry, a broken umbrella, bottles, a watch, remnants of nylon stockings and rubber boots. Okay. However, uh, oddly enough, the jewelry and the watch were not found on the body, but rather beside it, as if they had been placed there. So we could say she removed it, or this was a suicide, or the murderer, murderer removed yeah. them. Although yeah. it seems weird that a murderer made her remove the jewelry and watch and keep it beside her. Yeah, like wouldn't he like steal it? Or you, you could have just left it on her. Yeah, or like hide it. Cause yeah, that could have been an identifier. Yeah. And also, all of the identifying labels on her clothes had been removed. That's weird. So that is. I'm guessing she was a spy because <laughs> <laughs> she watched her identity. So I mean, I don't. Or maybe it was a murder. It was a murder. I don't get why you have to remove the labels. Of your clothes. I mean, that just seems like a redundant precaution. What even is the point? Yeah, I mean, first of all, why would you go and remove the label from the body of a burnt person? And even if she was the one who removed the labels, as to a way why? to hide her identity. I mean, to, who? Why would that even work? I mean, you don't look at a pair of Levi's and go, ah. Hey, this must belong to Jay. <laughs> exactly. Everyone owns clothes. Yeah. So, okay. Like I said, might be a redundant precaution. And yeah. even the bottles that they found with the body had their labels rubbed off, and with no clues as to her identity. Even bottles. Okay, she was cautious, cautious, like a whole different level. Exactly, uh, like paranoid about something. Yes, paranoid. Oh, better suit and word. <laughs> so the police began to look for a witness who might be able to identify her, but they couldn't really find her. So she is referred to since then as the East Army. Creative, right? Okay. So creative. So an autopsy of the body discovered a large amount of phenema, which is a sleeping pill, in her stomach. Guess the quantity. Thirty, because that's the suicide amount. Around fifty to seventy pills. Which wanted to die. She wanted to go in the sixth dimension. I mean, fifty to seventy pills. 
she did not even want her spirit to stay after her she was wanted that spirit to die that spirit just went oh no i don't want to get out of bed anymore so her blood stream had not fully absorbed them before her death but still 50 to 70 pills is a lot so she left took the pills but she was too impatient for them to wait but uh, to wait till they get absorbed so she burned herself i told you this was a doozer i want you about it and they also found smoke particles in her lungs which denoted that she was still alive while she burned so what the point of the sleeping pills was i don't really so i'll be going through some clues now and all i'd like you to do is just remember these minute and quirky little details just you know store them away in your memory they'll come in handy later okay okay so the first major clue came 3 days after the body was discovered when two suitcases were found at the train station in bergen inside the suitcases was a pair of non prescription glasses with a fingerprint on the lens that fingerprint was a match to the east al woman effectively linking the suitcases and all their contents to her which is important since the suitcases contained many mysterious items sounds interesting what were those mysterious items right so the inventory so inside the suitcases were clothes wigs a comb hair brush makeup money from germany and norway as well as coins from belgium switzerland and the uk Okay, remember when I said she's a spy? Yeah. I... She's either a spy or like a detective. A detective, interesting. New point of view, okay. But I mean, yeah. like, the very reason that they found these suitcases were because they linked the fingerprints on the glasses to her. But I mean, if you remove that and look at the earlier... perception you have of her i mean she removed the labels of her clothes she removed the labels of the bottle her front was so badly burned yeah. that it was beyond recognition she clearly wanted to stay hidden and she took all these extra precautions and she did like she did a very yeah good job and then she that. just screwed up because she left a fingerprint on her glasses but that with that was yeah it, i know? mean they still don't know the identity but they found the suitcases and that seems like a big slip up you know i mean cutting the labels is serious work yeah they don't cut easily yeah yeah we did found a big clue but even that yeah, was and it and almost feels like a fed clue you know like yeah 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 So yeah. in the bag there was a tube of eczema cream that was also found but the prescription label that would indicate the patient and the prescribing doctor had been removed but she is going to over the that there's, there's, there's more the labels of the makeup had also been removed and the efforts to identify the brands failed 
So I mean, now okay. when you take in everything, I mean, she cuts the labels of her clothes. She wipes the la- labels of everything she buys, from bottles to creams to makeup. And you're telling me the woman left a fingerprint on a non-prescription glasses? she knew she was gonna die yeah, so she left like like all that. she's helping herself it didn't really help much but something is better than nothing yeah it's yeah like someone yeah. was out to get her and beyond these items there was one item that seemed particularly promising if not a little strange to the police it was a notepad okay. with a code written in blue ink a code that could not be cracked by the police at first but we'll get to that in a bit okay yep you filing away the account. tiny details in your memory yeah <laughs> so the that. second major clue also came from the suitcase and was a plastic bag from a shoe store about 130 miles away in stavanger norway rolf Rotwood, okay. the store owner's son, described blue celebrity boots he sold to a woman about three weeks prior. Celebrity. <laughs> Those be pretty famous boots. Yeah, we be celebrity. Boys, yeah, that's why. So the boots match the ones found at the scene. Okay, so we have a tiny bit of clue about who very she tiny. Was. Yeah, she looked like her, again something is better than very this. small. Yeah, a tiny <laughs> sliver. So Rolf gave a well detailed account of her appearance. So, in summary, she was a well dressed, medium height with a round face, dark brown eyes, long dark hair, and had a strange odor to her. that Rolf would realize years later was garlic it took him years to realize that well, was it wasn't garlic. very common to find garlic in norway yeah but okay so she was a pretty eating a lot of breadsticks was... yeah because you will be rich but was <laughs> stinky that's a weird ंग I'm saying that five times fast. Cool deep choice. <laughs> you can't trust me. Yeah. It's a cool deep though. I know it's better than John Smith. I'd like the police to deep this case. I'd like the police to deep this case. So, however, when police checked hotels back in Bergen. No hotel had admitted a woman in Fenella Lodge, which brings us to our third measure. She why would? Why was that shocking? The woman had wigs. What do you think they're for? She wants to try out being a blonde. <laughs> yeah. 
have unless she works for like something at the entertainment but she needs industry. multiple wings yeah interesting it's like a board or something a beauty pot is big back yeah she can't pull up a kylie jenner shots fired for the camera Kylie was fixed. <laughs> Not the whole. Okay, let's not get into Kylie thing right now. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, I got it. So, the coded writing on the notepad. That's a third major clue. It turns out yeah. Fenella Lodge was not the woman's real name. Shocking. And in oh, fact, she had at least eight names that she used at hotels around Norway. This meant that the okay. woman had multiple passports with differing names. The spy is not looking very far-fetched right now. Imagine the amount of money. Yeah, imagine the amount of money. But I mean, if she was a spy, spend. then she wouldn't have to spend anything. Yeah, the government would be spending money. Okay, imagine. Yeah. Yeah, but that's yep. still a lot of work. Yeah, paid to do that. That's their job. So, yeah. <laughs> so police were able to match up the names using handwriting analysis on the hotel check-in forms and cross-referencing it with the code found in the suitcase. Let me just tell you Norway police does not miss. Okay. They they get yeah, they're actually trying. Yeah, they're not like oh this probably just some code for a grocery list. <laughs> they're not just oh pills in the stomach. It's a suicide. Wrap it up. Hey, y'all wanna go to the bar? It's free Tuesday. Try. Yeah, they're like really passionate about their work. Okay. So the numbers and the letters in the code correspond to the woman's stay in all the different cities. That went bonkers okay. on top of your head. Let me explain that. So, for example, zero three zero PN five relates to her stay in Bergen from October thirtieth to November fifth. Okay, yeah, makes sense. But that's also Maybe just a guess. It could also be shorthand. Yeah. I don't, I mean, yeah, yeah. With wigs in question and the multiple passports. Sure. So, after examining yeah. all the registrations, the police realized that she mostly claimed to be from Belgium when she registered. All of which were confirmed to be fake Belgium identities. I mean, Obviously. yeah, that was sure. given, but never mind. They also gained. Yeah, she eight fake eight names. And for all the names, she she pretended to be from Belgium. But I mean, if the names are fake, then so is the nationality. And that's me on Obegel. I put a fake name on <laughs> a fake country. And they also gained insight of the women's habits by speaking with various hotel staff. For instance. She often asked to change rooms, and she utilized some German and Flemish as well as English. Additionally, they also described her as well dressed. 
she was very classy classy and rich because she's living in all these hotels so the fourth major clue was the Eastal woman's teeth and tissue samples for this clue let's skip forward to modern times where new scientific developments were applied to the investigation they have an unsolved case they will not arrest till that thing is solved Well, I mean, this is technically a solved case. What's the Sorry. clue about this? So, a professor of dentistry, <laughs> which is a real thing, named Giselle Bank. <laughs> awesome name, man. Awesome spot okay. name. I like it. So, Professor Bang examined the Eastall woman's teeth covered in fillings and gold crowns and determined the unusual dentistry may have occurred in southern or central Europe, perhaps even in Asia. That's half of the world. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I'm glad, like, unlike Bella in the Wichal case, the teeth stayed until modern times oh, and did not just vanish. Oh, wait. But there's more. It's the, the teeth of a dead person. Obviously, they're kind of smell. They threw everything away. <laughs> they just chucked it in the garbage. Because it's bad. I bet you regret saying that. The earlier I statement. Would. Yeah, I regret saying that. At least they that. weren't lost. They were thrown away. Yeah, these people are so... Who's dumb enough to throw away I evidence? I bet you people who don't like the smell of garlic. Why does this bitch have to eat breadsticks before dying? Yeah, yet this toothy tale doesn't end here. The Eastal woman's missing teeth were later found at Hawkland Hospital in a remote warehouse. Also in that hospital were tissue samples that included the Eastal woman's heart, lungs, spleen, and liver, among others. That is one messed up warehouse, bro. Quirky no, that, that shit is haunted. Can't change my mind. Imagine just walking into a warehouse yeah. and then just body parts of a woman that was found no, 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 in Death more. Valley. This was, they were just looking for East Alton. There were more things there. There were just organs put in Tupperwares piled on top of each other. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. So the Eastall woman's teeth were subjected to an isotope test. This is really cool, by the way. Which determines where the woman grew up based incredibly on the water she drank. How fucking awesome is that? Hey, that's cool. That is that's so cool. Ass. 
So using this I test, know. scientists were able to pinpoint an area near France and Germany border where the Easter woman likely grew up. And DNA okay. testing revealed that the Easter woman was of European descent, probably from North America, though her poor English would suggest otherwise. Okay. I mean, it was clear she was European because she just yeah. traveled around. And with the Easter woman's features and background starting to materialize out of the darkness, new police sketches were drawn of her in 2016. But I mean, most of the people yeah, that were involved uh, were probably yeah. dead by now. Yeah, I mean, if any family member had to know her, that family member was like really, dead. really young in the 70s. So, what's got there? So, in May 2017, a black notice is sent out through Interpol with the Easter woman's DNA attached in hopes to find new leads. And with that, we arrive at the end of the clues. Yet, the question persists. I mean, who was this? Yeah, but so many clues you So let's out. explore one of the possibilities. Since many suspect that she was a okay. spy, let's see if that claim has any weight. Many that includes you as well. Sure. So yeah. obviously the case file was quite peculiar, but the external factors such as the ongoing Cold War also catalyzed speculation that the Easter woman was in fact a spy. Perhaps connected. Norway was revealed to be home to yeah. Russian spies and Mossad agents from Israel a mere three years later after the Easter woman's death. In fact, four Mossad agents were actually questioned about the Easter woman. However, none of the agents claimed to recognize her or any of her aliases. But I mean, the spies. Well, they could have obviously taught how to learn. Yeah. These are Mossad agents. I mean, Mossad is like. It's during the. It's during the Cold War. It's not some casual shit. It's serious. All wars are serious. <laughs> yeah, but like, if there's no war going on, nothing like this would There are always wars going on. Yeah, but not a major mm-hmm. one, like the yeah. And plus, I mean, these were Mossad agents, like, Mossad is like the exactly. Apple intelligence agency. That was a weird comparison, yeah. but I hope, <laughs> I hope you understood the point <laughs> I was trying to get across. Yeah, yeah I understood. are the best. It. I got it. <laughs> so, around the time of the murder, Norwegian intelligence agencies looked into the case of the Eastal woman due to the old circumstances surrounding it. A week after the discovery, Ornolf talked to Bjorn Langpaka. That is one long ass name. I don't even know how he's I, I had a lot of practice. <laughs> of the police secret service began investigating the case. Arnold Poft says he was called by the Bergen chief of police to investigate whether there was anything connecting the strange case to spying. 
and while the team ultimately decided that the death was an accident doctor remarks that the it doesn't mean that the woman was not involved in espionage he claims that her false passports point to the possibility of her being an quote unquote illegal agent but he also said that the death they have no idea is basically what he's saying it could be an accident it could be a murder they just don't know Yeah, you could just said that you don't know instead of you cannot say you don't know then that shows that the police are not very competent you put it in fancy words so that the people don't really understand what you're trying to say but we are understood so he's got feels just more clever than him yeah okay So here's the Belgian police crime commissioner's response in an interview a few weeks into the investigation after being asked about the role of espionage in the case. Quote, we have no proof of that. No we can safely say. I'd go further to say we completely eliminated that possibility. Unquote. He really does not like the idea of her being accused of espionage. <laughs> I don't know what. However, you should know that the Norwegian surveillance agency denied involvement until 2002. Why did it that I don't know. I mean, it was not a case of espionage. You said so yourself. So, what even is the point? So, Knut Havik, a crime reporter covering the case, says he was given case files to write an article about the Eastall woman in the 1970s. Okay. Yeah. That's close so to this is hands-on. And now this incident is gonna trigger you. Just warning. Putting it out there. Okay. So. In the files he found an envelope containing a cassette tape. However, the envelope was marked with a warning that said it should not be opened without express permission from the supervisor. And as such, the envelope was never opened and I could find no records of what was on that tape. He really listened Come to it. And decided to not open and decided to not I thought you were an investigator you're supposed to investigate not follow instructions from paper he's a bad <laughs> investigator a really bad one yeah and i have there are no records of what was on that tape at least none that i could find so we have no idea it could have been anything This is frustrating. Even the pigeon outside my window cute. Kevin did not like this note. He did not like it. <laughs> he, he flew away now. So finally, as further proof that the Eastall woman may have been a spy, is that her habits in the question were also suspect. Just to recap. 
She had multiple passports and used fake names. She had wigs, wrote in code, and all identifying labels and marks on her belongings were scratched off, either by her or by somebody else. She also seemed to have quite a bit of money to dress so well, travel to each country or city, and then afford all the hotels that she had stayed in. So she was a spy who did her job well, got paid yep. well, and yeah, she did her job so well that it's been forty years, fifty years since she died. Yeah. And, still and other than she that, was... there's nothing concrete. So, like you said, it appears that the Isa woman is as elusive after death as she was when she was living. So all this considered, we now return to the original question. How did she die? Yeah. Let's get into the theories. Yes. So the first theory is that it was a suicide as originally determined. Returning to the autopsy, 50 to 70 pills were found in her stomach. And officials see this as a sign of suicide as it would be hard to force someone to consume that many pills in multiple doses. Although, I mean, if yeah. you think about it, if someone points a gun at me, I'll do whatever they want. Yeah, but if the pills are gonna make you die and there's a gun too, why not just shoot you? And why 50 to 70? What were you trying to achieve? I know, like, just give her 20 would be enough. Yeah, I mean, if you want to kill her, 20 should be enough. If you want to make her drowsy, 5 should be enough. If you want to knock her out to kidnap her, I think 10 should be enough. I don't know, exactly. going out on a limb here. What were you trying to achieve? I mean, that's close to 100. Yeah, that's so many pills. How did she what? even take so many pills? Were you just trying to replace those, your heart tender with those pills? <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. And though due to the odd details surrounding the case, many, including the officers involved, doubt that suicide is the true answer. But they still ruled it as an official suicide? Yep. We'll get to that. Don't worry, we go through everything. We go over everything. Okay. So the second theory is that it was an accident. So on the scene, officers suspected that she may have been burned by flames which she might have fallen into and responded by jumping backwards away from the flames and over the cliff. How did the flames start? How the hell do you just walk into a fire? How does that happen? Exactly, and how does that explain the jewel kept next to her as the spectacle that was found? No, they're saying that the fire and the murder are unrelated. So basically, someone else lit the fire. She accidentally fell into it. The flames burned the front side of her body, which matches up. And she responded by walking backwards and falling over the cliff. That is one insane theory. Just Yeah, whoever made this was just like, let's just get this done with. They took way too many sleeping pills. Yeah. 
So police security service, as mentioned before, ultimately decided that the death was an accident. One question that uncovered by the service revealed that she had a large can of hairspray, which in theory could have been dropped in a bonfire she had built. The result would be an explosion causing her burns and ultimately her death. Yeah, but that doesn't explain how the bills got into her or how her jewelry was placed next to her. I have like one explanation. I mean, yeah, this theory is pretty crazy, but one explanation could be that if she was a spy, maybe she uncovered something really big and because she discovered that her cover was blown so she was just trying to get back to safety and the valley thing was just a camp you know it's like a pit stop and so she built a bonfire removed the jewelry and everything because she was about to go to sleep what the damn hairspray the damn hairspray i mean yeah it's a crazy theory but it could happen the yeah, running away part, not the hairspray, okay. Yeah, but I mean, every theory we miss out on something. Yeah, that's why it's so frustrating. Yeah, it's like there's not one theory that includes all the clues. There might just be. Is the next one? <laughs> yeah, but the hairspray theory would have caused an explosion. And I'm assuming there would be an evidence of it. Yeah, and then they also found petrol. Yeah. Which they said was used in the burning of a body. Which was the petrol. I mean, I guess to start a bonfire, you initially have to have some kind of a conductor. So she may have poured petrol on the wood just to get the bonfire going. Probably. But this seems like a very dumb accident. Yeah. And she was very precautious, so she had to have a certain amount of intelligence. More so than putting hairspray in a bonfire. Exactly. Okay. Let's just move past this one, because I'm not sure yeah. what else I can comment on this. So the third and final theory, which is the most widely accepted, is that she was murdered. Because I mean, once suicide and accident is removed, this is all that remains. Yeah. So her possible life of espionage would undeniably lend itself to a veritable list of enemies. So it's not unthinkable that somebody would want her dead. Returning to the crime scene, the jewelry and the watch were not found on the body, but beside it, as if it had been placed there. Yeah. We sure this state. Yeah, it's stage suicide. It could be stage suicide. I'm sure this yeah. could have been the last acts of a person committing suicide, but if a true plan was to commit suicide, I set herself on fire. Yeah, I mean, those pills were enough. And the fire only burned the front side, not the back side. Exactly. So, she fell and then burned. Yeah. So adding to this is nobody seemed to have an explanation of how the fire started other than the hairspray theory, which is just wild. Yeah, (laughs) which is kind of stupid. Senseless. Far-fetched would be better, not senseless, far-fetched. 
Yeah. Now returning to the autopsy, there was a strange bruise on the right side of her neck, which I think would be hard to get if, which it would be hard to be self-inflicted. Yeah. So the crime reporter mentioned before, Noot Havik also wasn't convinced on the ruling, which I mean, if you weren't, then you should have opened the goddamn envelope. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Come on. So, quote, he said this in an interview, quote, Personally, I'm totally convinced that this was a murder. She had various identities, she operated with codes, she wore wigs, she traveled from town to town and switched hotels after a few days. This is what the police called conspiratory behavior, unquote. If you had such a big doubt, you should have opened the envelope. Yeah, who the hell was the colonel? Decided to rule it as a suicide in the official report. He's dumb as fuck. <laughs> Maybe he was pressurized. Probably by like a higher authority. Mm-hmm. Someone above his pay grade. Yeah. So despite the official ruling being suicide, many officials involved seem shaky on that prospect, to say the least. Yeah. Police lawyer. Suicide. No one thinks it's suicide, except the dumb people who ruled it suicide. But then again, they could have been forced to do that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Don't make me reveal everything. We'll get to that. <laughs> so, police lawyer Carl Halva Oz claims that no one in the Bergen Police Department really believed that. I mean, considering the location and nature of the death, it seemed too odd to be a suicide. Yeah. A chemist for Kripos, which is the Nas- National Bureau for Crime Investigation in Norway, who attended the autopsy, said, quote, Now as then, I'm in doubt when it comes to what really happened on that side and how the fire developed. It is difficult to be 100% sure. All in all, I support the 1970 report, but there is a considerable uncertainty and it is impossible to rule out that this was either a homicide or an accident. Unquote. Basically, it just could be anything. I doubt it was an accident. I mean, the accident doesn't explain how the fire started. Besides, yeah. you know, just... what we said, like maybe she used the petrol to start the bonfire and then somehow fell into it or was dumb enough to dump a can of hairspray. Yeah. I'm, I'm leaning towards the murder theory because stage two started. Most of them are. So the police chief Aspion Ben ruled the case as a suicide even though just days earlier he made it very clear that the case would remain unsolved until the woman's true identity was found. Then why did he rule it as suicide? It was almost as if someone told him to this, someone made him. That's someone yeah. who is in a very high position, I'm assuming. I mean, they were able to pull the police chief's hand. Really wanted this case under the carpet. Locked in a, exactly. locked in a warehouse. Locked in that creepy hospital warehouse. <laughs> so, we'll never find out, I guess. I'm not sure. Norway is very committed to solving the thing. Yeah, but it would take a few years. It's been 50 years. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I think even the murder of the star fire. Probably. What do you do if you think? What do you do if a dead person is actually a criminal? I don't know. Sentence them for life in prison, even though their life is over. So you just place the urn in a jail cell. Yeah, I mean, just for the records, you just say it, but that's all you want to gain. Right. Another curious. So, in the end, the Eastall woman was given a Catholic funeral on February 5, 1971, as the police guessed that she may have been Catholic based on what little info they had. And tulips and carnations sat atop her zinc coffin, a coffin that wouldn't decompose in hopes that one day it could be moved to a more fitting resting place if someone were to claim it that day has yet to That's come That's very thought I'm telling you Norway police is the benchmark Yeah like I I'm I'm just surprised they did not just like bury her somewhere in like a proper grave Yeah and even in the case they were very committed to it I mean like if you think about it The moment they found out about the pills, they could have just ruled it a suicide and be done with it. Exactly. But they chased down leads. They tried to investigate. They found so many clues. Yeah. Any other police department, they would have just seen the pills and went, "Oh, suicide." Okay then. Exactly. That's that. And then there would have been in, uh, internet conspiracies on the Reddit. Well, the Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> So, as for now, the mystery of the Easter woman remains unsolved because we don't know who she is. <laughs> if if that wasn't made explicitly clear, we do not know who she is. I think it's in the title itself. Because if we knew who she was, we would have put a name. Yeah, I mean, the agency that trained her must be so proud. She is hella good at her job. they can't come forth and say that they're cowards yeah that could blow off that cover cover of what it's been 50 years what could you possibly be hiding uh, there's a spying agency that have other things to spy on yeah but most of the spying agencies are already famous you know CIA you know KGB you know MI6 yeah. you know Mossad you know RAW <laughs> most of the spying agencies are really famous Yeah, but maybe they just want to stay and talk about it. We hope you liked this episode. Stay tuned for more on every Saturday right here on Illuminati. Mm-hmm.